Welcome to Family Oneness, an exciting broadcast focused on God's families. Here, we will be discussing insightful, powerful, life-changing applications from the Word of God. I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bless you and welcome again to Family Oneness, focused on the family, a Bible-centered time of encouragement, sharing a word for fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, grand and godparents, all that make up our family unit. It's a word of strength and encouragement. The family we know is God's central power unit for changing lives and strengthening faith. I'm your host, Pastor Bree Jackson. I'm a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop Ari Jackson. I'm excited to be here with you again. Our message today, the spiritual conversion. Our key scripture is found in the book of St. John, chapter 4, verses 24 through 29. I want to acknowledge our co-host and my pastor, Bishop R.A. Jackson. Good morning, everyone. He will join us at the close of our broadcast to say a prayer for our families. Families of the Most High God, open your Bibles and turn with me to St. John, chapter 4, starting at verse 24. And it reads, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speaketh unto thee am he. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? Verse 28, The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men. Verse 29, come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? Families of the most high God, is that not our invitation today? Come and see a man which told us all things that we've ever done. Is that not our savior, Jesus Christ? Bless God, bless God. We're talking about the spiritual conversion. Mothers, fathers, sons, and daughters, we commonly contrast our struggles with our breakthrough. We compare what we've been through with where we're going. We delineate the bad times and the good times. Most of the times we say this is par for the course, or maybe it's a coping mechanism. Some say it helps to increase our faith. But today we want to talk about conversion, taking what was and converting it into something different. Let us look at the definition of the word conversion. The act or a process of converting, state of being converted, change in character, form or function, spiritual change from sinfulness to righteousness, a change of attitude, emotion or viewpoint from one indifference, disbelief or antagonism to one of acceptance, faith and enthusiastic support, especially such a change in a person's religion. That's the one we're talking about today, especially such a change in a person's religion. Saints of God, we're not talking today about a gradual increase in religiousness or no true religious change. We're talking today about conversion. Often we hear this message about conversion and we turn away. We're not so eager to hear. But families of God today, I want to share the learning. We must stop and consider the enemy knows something about our breaking point. He tries to view things from our viewpoint. Today, 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 families of God, let us have a checkpoint to expose and learn what's in the long view 
What did God intend when he provided spiritual conversion? We want to learn what we're yielding up when we give up and turn back. Families of God, we're not in abdication. We're not abandoning, absconding, or running away, surrendering, or renouncing. Instead, today, we persevere, we pursue, we endure, we hold on, we press on, shout hallelujah. Somebody said, if only she knew what I was going through. Oh, but God does, and he loves you. David said it this way. He said in Psalms 18 and 6, In my distress I called upon the Lord, and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Saints of the Most High God, we can stop there at cried unto the Lord. Cried unto my God, cried in distress, in distress, in a mess, in affliction, in misery, in misfortune, in trouble. David cried to the Lord, nobody else. David cried to the Lord, saints of God, I believe I'm there too. In my, in my own personal, it was personal. In my own way, and maybe in your own way, it's personal. It was particular. It was stress. But today we're thankful there is a God. David called out to the Lord and cried to God. He needed both the saving and the regeneration. He called out to the Lord, it says, but he cried to God. David needed deliverance and transformation. He needed the forgiveness and to be born again. Families of God, let us not leave with only half of God's provisions for us. Get the change and the permutation. Get the strength and the transfiguration. Today, have the spiritual conversion. We know the options in the world in regards to believers. There are believers with no work, believers with little work, workers, but not believers. There are converts who increase religiousness gradually. There are no converts. There's religiousness with adherents who do not experience the change. But today we're talking about those who had a spiritual conversion, spiritual converts who walk, talk, work, believe, living a godly life. And it's all about having that right relationship with God. And here's the reason. So thereby we may grow, praise the Lord, increase, be victorious and have eternal life. Somebody today shout. Praise God, praise God, praise God. The goal, the goal is all about building up God's families. When we build a close relationship with God, families of God, we begin to see things through his eyes. There's a bond that's forged in love and nurtured through continual communication. When we step back and put our complete faith in God and the outcome of all of our affairs, we're inviting him, inviting him into our life. And as our relationship deepens, mm, somebody knows where I'm going. We begin to see God truly as he oversees the growth of our soul, our mind, our health. And he steers the course and begins to navigate us. Saints of God, we ought to give God praise because he has great plans, great plans for you. Fathers, mothers, sons, and daughters, we calmly contrast our struggles with our breakthroughs. We compare what we've been through with where we're going. We delineate the bad times and the good times. This, they say, is par for the course. Somebody called it a coping mechanism. Some say it helps us to increase our faith. But today we're talking about the conversion. We're talking about converting something into something different. We are crescendoing. We're making a loud noise. We're talking about the spiritual conversion. I know we love God. He's in your heart, but that's not enough. He's in your mind. 
but that's not enough. Does he have your spirit? And does he own your soul today? I hear somebody saying, fill me up, Lord. The word spirit, saints of God, in the usual translation of the Hebrew word means roha in the Old Testament. Under the very first part of the word, it was roha or breath. And it was relative to the seat of human experience. And all that means is how we experience that life. It was in opposition to the flesh. And so the Greek concept of the spirit was its nature. And God is our life giver. And the life we have, the breath comes from him, somebody. And as long as man lives as God has a breath in him, he's living. But when God withdraws his breath from man, all flesh, the Bible says, returns to the ground, according to Psalms 145 and 146. And that is Roha in the human experience. But there's also something in that definition that talks about our human emotions as good and evil habits. It talks about it being in situations and in the acceptance somebody, but then it gets to man's spirit, which is the principle of this life. So, so we've talked about the experience of this life and now it gets into the principles or if one would call it the way in which it works. In other words, it exists. Our spirit exists after death and we move forward from the, the seed of the human experience to man's spirit. And then we get to the new creation, which we find in the book of Romans chapter eight, verses one through four. And it's the fulfillment of that old Testament promise in relation to Christ's power in the new Testament. So we had spirit as the seed of the human experience. We have spirit as it relates to man's spirit. And then we talked about the new creation, but then there's the characteristic of God because God also saints of God is called a spirit. And simply because he's and not bound by place nor time, but also because he's the source, somebody of our new life. And we worship him totally and completely. The worship that he desires, therefore, is in spirit. There we go. And truth. So the men who are born from God, who are born on high, must worship him in spirit and truth. Let me stay focused. We must begin to understand that when God says that he's looking for the spiritual transformation or the spiritual conversion, he's not talking about a spiritual conversion, meaning that it came from another source. He's talking about the spiritual conversion, the one in which Jesus is the initiator in which Jesus is the igniter in which Jesus is the fire in which Jesus is the sacrifice. Somebody shout amen. We're talking about the spirit conversion. When we give all of our human experience, this life, our breath to God for the God way of living and what he has provided for us, we trade in our emotional perplexities up and down, going to and fro here and there. We come home for the stability and the strength for the consanguinity of being a committed servant to the Lord Jesus. Saints, we want sonship before we've mastered friendship and we wonder why we can't give God kingship. 24 7 oh my today we must come up a little higher and receive the spiritual conversion we're talking about the spiritual conversion when all of our human experience this life our breath to god for the god way of living that he has provided for us shout amen firstly let's talk about surrendering our spirit our reference scripture is found in hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy 
and find grace to help in time of need. Saints of God, surrendering our spirits, surrendering our spirits. St. James chapter 4 says this way, starting at verse 7, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judges another? Again, that was St. James chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. This world, family of God, is a battleground. When we reach the age where we have moral choices and choose whether or not we can follow our own inclinations. But God promises that if we seek him with all our hearts, we will find him. In Jeremiah chapter 29 verse number 13, when we find him, we have a choice to make. Do we continue to follow our own inclinations, somebody? Or do we surrender to his will? Somebody shall surrender. Surrender is a battle term. It implies that we give up all rights to the conqueror. When an imposing army surrenders, they lay down their arms and the winners take control, families of God. Surrendering to God works the same way. God has a plan for our life and surrendering to him means that we lay aside our own plans and we start to seek his plans. The good news is that God's plans for us are always a better interest. According to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 11, unlike our own plans, families of God that will lead us in the end to destruction, we must remember that our God is the great benefactor. He's a great beneficent. According to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, our Lord is a wise and benefit victor. He's a great beneficent victor. He conquers us and blesses us. Bible scholars teach us that there are different aspects of surrender, all of which affect our relationship with God. There's the initial surrender drawing to the Holy Ghost that leads us to salvation. According to St. John chapter 6, verse 44, when we let go of our own attempts to earn God's favor and we rely upon the finished work of Jesus, we become a child of God. According to St. John chapter 1, verse 12, but there are times, saints of God, of greater surrender during our Christian life that bring a deeper relationship, a deeper relationship with the Lord. The more areas of, of our life that we surrender to him, the more room there is for the filling of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say that again. The more areas of our life that we surrender to him, the more room there is for the filling of the Holy Spirit, according to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we exhibit the traits of God. The more we surrender, the more we surrender the more our old self-worshipping nature is replaced with the nature that looks like Christ. And we receive that today because we know the Christian life can be summed up according to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. In summary, it says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And that life now I live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
families of God, such a life can only be achieved by surrender to the fullest, to the Lord, shout amen. God bless God. If you're just now joining us, preparing for virtual worship, or about to enter your own personal study, we're talking about the spiritual conversion, the spirit conversion. Our reference verse is found in St. John chapter 4, verses 24 through 29. Fathers, mothers, sons, and daughters, we said we commonly contrast our struggles with our breakthroughs. We compare what we've been through with where we're going. We delineate the bad times and the good times. Some say it's par for the course. Others call it a coping mechanism. Some say it helps us to increase our faith. But today we're talking about the conversion. We're talking about being converted. The spiritual conversion is what Jesus was speaking of to ensure we would be victorious. We talked about, we know we love God because he's in our heart, but that's not enough. We said he's on our mind, but that's not enough. Does he have our spirit and does he own our soul today was our question. And our answer, the answer today is is we surrender. Not my will, but thine will be done. Not my way, but Lord, have your way. So we've surrendered. Next, we talk about walking faithfully by the Spirit of God. Micah chapter 6, verse 8 says this, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doeth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. The Lord's voice crieth unto the city, and the man of wisdom shall see thy name. Hear ye the rod, and who hath appointed it? Our supporting scripture is found in the book of Psalms, chapter 24, and it reads, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul in vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Families of the Most High God, there are several people described in the Bible as walking with the Lord, beginning with Enoch in the book of Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. Noah was also described as a righteous man, blameless among his people, and he walked faithfully with God in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. Micah in chapter 6, verse 8 gives us a glimpse into what God's desire is for us. He has shown us, O mortal man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? Walking with God is not an activity reserved for a select few. God desires all of us, all of his children to walk with him. I remember that old hymn that said, walk with me, Lord. When somebody walks with you, they're in close proximity. That's for somebody. Walking with God is like that. When we enter into the intimate part of a relationship with the Lord, according to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22, he becomes our heart's greatest desire. We desire to hear him. We desire to be in close proximity. We desire to be with him. So that brings a whole new revelation to the relationship Adam had with God. God desired to be in close proximity and knew when Adam was missing. But that's for another day when we get to the part of this spiritual conversion, walking with God, being in close proximity. He becomes everything to us. Meeting with him is not an activity reserved for Sunday morning, saints of God. We walk with God every day. 
when the Bible speaks of walking, it refers to a lifestyle. So in other words, we're saying when we walk with the Lord and not in the ways of the world, it becomes our lifestyle. Walking in the spirit becomes the way we live to walk with God. We choose to glorify him in every way to walk with God. We choose to magnify him every day. And there is a cost. Walking with God also means we can't walk in that old life. We can go back to that old building somebody. We have to eliminate that from our life. We apply 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31 literally to our life. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of the Lord. Saints of God, this is not an ordinary walk. God is not calling us to an ordinary walk because we do not keep company with the ordinary. We're walking with God. However difficult it may seem, Hallelujah. No, however impossible it may look. According to the word of God, walk in fellowship with our heavenly father. Enoch's walk emphasizes that it was an essential relationship between humanity and divinity, between God and men, between that which is weak somebody and that which is powerful, between that which is low to that which is high. When we walk with God, Enoch walked with God, and that was his testimony that he pleased God according to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 in case we missed the memo or we didn't get the message families of God we walk with God it's not difficult to identify people who walk with the Lord their lives are a stark contrast to the world as we look at this from the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 15 they produce the fruit of the spirit the Bible says it also tells us that those who walk with the Lord Seek to do the will of the Lord. Somebody today is asking themselves a question. Why isn't it working for me? Why am I not moving? I want to ask you a question. Check who you're walking with. Look at who you roll with. You may need to take a change in direction. I want to encourage the families of God. Walk with God. Lastly, families of God, stay straight by the Spirit of God. Our reference is St. Luke chapter 3 verse 4. As it is written in the book, of the words of Isaiah, the prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways shall be made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of the Lord. Families of God, stay straight by the spirit of the Lord simply means Focus our eyes straight ahead. Keep our gaze on what is in front of you. Watch your feet on the way and all your paths will be secure. Don't deviate a bit to the right or to the left. Turn your feet away from all evil. Proverbs chapter 4 verses 25 through 27 CEB version. Families of God, there's something about ensuring that we stay straight in our spirit. That we don't call wrong right and wrong right wrong that we allow the word of God to be our teacher and our healer God is asking us as families of God today to remember he is the author and the finisher of our faith we're running out of time but let me share this with you as we trust in our creator somebody and lean not on our own understanding he makes our path straight I pray that you're not frustrated I pray that you keep on keeping on and know this those that faithfully follow the pillar of cloud and the fire shall find that though it may lead them about it leads them in the right way and will bring them to the promised land somebody shout all praise to God.
praise the Lord, Bishop. While the Spirit of God is still moving, will you please come and say a prayer for us? Let us pray. Lord God, your families today are stirring up the gift that you have given us, making much room for much power. Not our own might, but your might, power working in us. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your amazing love has been poured out for us at the cross and poured into us by the Holy Spirit. We want to taste and experience more of the depth and breadth and length and height of your amazing love. Help us to walk by faith. Help us to endure in suffering. Help us to fully embrace your son, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. So pour out your love in our hearts in increasing measure by the power of your Holy Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we stand on the word of God today, knowing that we do not speak in the words which men's wisdom teach, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spirit things with spiritual. We hear from your throne room today that the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. We had a question, who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. We are victorious. We bless your name now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Someone say amen and amen. Thanks again for listening to Family Oneness, where we're sharing the word of God that encourages our hearts and connects us to the Lord. Bishop and I aspire to continually be a voice of one crying in the wilderness for our families. Because we know from Genesis to Revelations, it's all about a bloodline and that bloodline being the family of God. Remember, continue to send your prayer requests or send encouragement to a relative or friend. Share their name and city with our family one is prayer circle. Write us at 836B Southampton Road, Box 335, Benicia, California, 94510 or message us at srcof.org under prayer requests. I'm excited to be here with you weekly, encouraging our families. The Family Oneness Prayer Circle sends our best and love to you all. And now a word from one of our young church leaders. Hi, I'm Deacon Elijah Torian. We are having service at The Rock. Our Sunday morning service is live at 10 a.m. We are located at 611 Amador Street in the city of Vallejo, and our cross street is Florida. Our Wednesday night Bible study is services start at 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And you can find both of these live on our Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Facebook page. And now you can find all of our past recordings on our YouTube page at Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith at YouTube.com. More information can be found at srcof.org. Feel free to share your prayer requests with us online. Bishop, Pastor, and I look forward to seeing you there. We, we will, will see, see you at the Rock. At the Rock. 
I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California. Thank you so much for joining us today.